Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. <laughs> but I'm back, so uh, we're we're back doing chores. Bob and Jill with you this morning as we made it back from Hawaii, and I must say I did not miss our weather here. Obviously, we followed it, but uh, didn't pay much attention to it because we weren't here. <laughs> And uh, it is a little bit cooler here. Boy, that's always cold when you get off that airplane and you walk up that ramp to the airport. And, baby, it's cold outside. But uh, not bad. And we're looking forward to warm up. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you can buy a little tailwind of weather with me back over the weekend as we look forward. What did I miss? (laughs) Well, you missed a lot. Yeah, I'm sure I did. but, uh, But we actually had one of the mildest Januaries that we've had in a while, but... We've had plenty of snow. Yeah, snow and rain and sleet. I see my driveway. i got to get my, my buddy that helps me with my driveway uh, sleeping in, evidently, because I, I got snow in my driveway. Nobody else does, so we got to work <laughs> on that. But uh, we'll work on the farm news. Big meeting coming up. We're going to talk about that. Of course, uh, everybody heading to the Dells for the uh, rest of the week as we get to uh, corn, soy, and pork producers. Uh, assume the pork producers are still in that meeting down there at uh, the Dell, so we'll hear about all that and what's going to be going on Thursday and Friday down at the, the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. That's getting to be an empire unto itself. They just keep building on and building on and building on, but uh, you look at the Dells, Going south, there's a lot there. So we'll see you there tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, if you can get away, you'll be down at Wisconsin Dells. we got other farm news to take a look at and uh, lots of meetings coming up as uh, as we take a look at our weather. But it uh, did close a few schools over the over the last month or so over time. I saw that. Oh, absolutely. I got really uh, proficient at reading those names of schools. Well, that's good. That's good. But uh, i got to get back here so I can afford to eat. <laughs> man, oh man, eggs are over in Hawaii, $9 a dozen and more. Bread, you know, you go to some of those stores, uh, bread is 
you know, if you don't go to the Costco, is the big store where they got over there, and everybody's there. I'm the busiest Costco in the world. The wow. one, the one on Maui, the busiest Costco in the world, and that says something. But it uh, or wherever they've got Costco stores, but uh, it's unbelievable. You go into the regular stores, and prices are. I paid nine dollars for a gallon of milk. Wow, nine nine dollars and fifty nine cents for a gallon of whole milk. I paid. Uh, well, like I said, $9 for eggs, uh, a loaf of just regular wheat bread, just not big crunches of wheat grain on it or anything. That was $8.59. Butter is uh, about $5 a pound. Uh, it's expensive. Tomatoes and, oh, boy, limes. You want to buy limes and you're in a tropical country? Limes were $1.59 a piece, not a pound, $1.59 a piece. So, yeah, if you're going over there, take your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but you don't have to pay much for heat, that's for sure, because it is nice. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About five below right now as we're looking at temperatures going up to about 21 today. Everybody with the wind chill, everybody's pretty much below zero right now around the area. Well, hey, we're about a minute after five. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Normally we take a look at the news, but uh, our friends at the National News are, are playing hooky this morning from us. So some of the things going on here before we get into our markets and uh, other farm news. Don't forget that uh, tomorrow we start the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. 7.30 registration, grand opening at 8 o'clock with uh, Chip Flory, who uh, will have a perspective on the new Congress and uh, policy news updates so there'll be a lot of folks there also from National Corn Growers, American Soybeans. Also at 9 o'clock, a keynote from Matt Bennett from eggmarket.net. And uh, then the trade shows will open about uh, 10 o'clock where all the companies are going to be there. And uh, they'll have uh, all of their wares and services on board. Also, this is also the Pork Association. Corn Soy is the headline. But it's also the Pork Association meeting at 10.30 tomorrow morning. The Wisconsin Pork Association annual meeting will happen at 10.30. The Wisconsin Soybean annual meetings at 11.30. The Wisconsin Corn annual meetings. And uh, then they'll have lunch. And then uh, they'll have breakout sessions in the afternoon tomorrow. The nation status on PERS as far as pork is concerned. Grain and protein situation outlook reflecting on a half decade of farmer-driven research, Wisconsin exports. So a lot of great sessions, and uh, they'll have sessions all through the night. Uh, they'll have trade shows going on, so it's going to be a big two days down at Wisconsin Dell starting tomorrow. Also, the uh, dairy industry commending an announcement that the U.S. Trade Representative has formally moved to advance a U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement dispute settlement proceeding. So again, the U.S., of course, has been fighting with Canada over their interpretation, I guess we could say, of the dairy provisions of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Agreement. They're not allowing U.S. product into the country as they should, so another dispute settlement proceeding is being set up, and they're establishing a second panel to determine whether Canada has been in violation of its market access obligations under the agreement. 
Canada's unwillingness, the U.S. dairy industry says, to abide by the tariff rate quota provisions of the trade agreement has been an issue since the agreement's implementation began, and the U.S. won its first dispute panel on the matter back in December of 2021. So again, we uh, will look for that panel to be moving forward as we take a look at some of the news in the world of agriculture this morning. We'll have more to take a look at as we go along. We're four and a half minutes after five o'clock again, about five below, but we'll tell you more about that. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you're thinking about going with us uh, later this uh, summer to uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland, don't hesitate. Get in touch with Holiday Vacations right now because that trip is filling up. I talked to them yesterday and uh, they said, wow, there's a lot of folks on the trip already. So again, get a hold of Holiday Vacations today and uh, at least get your name on the list so that uh, if you do go along, you uh, do have your place. Don't don't wait till the last minute. So uh, make that decision and come along. We'd sure like to have you with us because it's going to be a lot of fun over there. So, again, come on along. But uh, get in touch with Holiday Vacations today. 21 degrees going to be the high today. Partly cloudy back down to about 2 below tonight. Tomorrow about 14. And then Thursday night into Friday, it's going to be cold. It'll be about 17 below on Thursday night. Friday, a high about 5 under partly cloudy skies. The weekend is going to be nice. Saturday, about 32. Sunday, right around 30. Monday, 37 with a chance of precipitation and about 37 degrees. You know what kind of precipitation that could be, so we'll keep an eye on that. And then Tuesday, partly cloudy, 34. Right now, it's 5 below in Medford, 13 below in Rice Lake. Wausau's at 0. Marshfield, 2 below, 4 above in La Crosse. Also, 4 above in Green Bay. Madison, at 3 above. Milwaukee at 8, but it's the, the wind chills that you got to pay attention to this morning. Right now, it's 5 below in Eau Claire. That's the temperature. Wind chill, it's a little bit... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Royal Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets. And, of course, it's something that uh, you don't track every day when you're in a place like Hawaii because nobody cares about their coconut futures <laughs> or papaya futures or... Or things like that. So uh, we didn't follow it very closely. So uh, we've got to get up to speed on all that stuff. So we'll uh, we'll do that right now. And Jill, where are we at as far as the livestock numbers? Our cash livestock choice fed beef steers are one forty seven to one fifty eight and a half, with mixed at ninety two to one forty six and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are one forty seven to one fifty four, with mixed at one fifteen to one forty six and a half. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 147 with select and silage fed steers 80 to 129 and a half. Cows are 65 to 93 with bulls at 86 to 103. Butcher hogs are 73 to 93 with sows at 37 to 44. Boars are 10 to 22. Shorn market lambs are 117 and a half to 136 with feeder lambs at 110 to 275. Ewes are 70 to 90. Small goats are 15 to 200 dollars. Medium goats are 75 to 220 dollars. Large goats are 50 to 395 dollars. And nanny goats are 25 to 235 dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures yesterday on the last day of January were mixed as far as live cattle. February live cattle, 158.85. That was up a dime. April down 32 at 163.02. June down 32 at 159.15. And August unchanged, 158.77. Feeder cattle prices were higher. March closed at 186.15. That's up 222. 
April feeder cattle 19005 up 177 May at 19397 up a dollar 25 August 20692 up 92 in September at 20960 up 107 and uh speaking of beef hamburger steak over there they eat a lot of it they eat mostly spam did you know spam was the best selling market for spam from over here to Austin Minnesota is Hawaii Oh, really? They eat spam on everything. Well, I suppose it's easy to ship over there. Yeah, oh, it is. In the cans, you bet. Spam and scrambled eggs, and you go into a restaurant you can for breakfast. You can Spam, and I didn't have any because we had spam when I was a kid till it came out my ears. But uh, <laughs> it's a good product. And uh, I'll tell you, Hawaiians eat a lot of spam, and, and they're healthy people. All right, the hogs. Let's take a look at the hogs. They were mixed yesterday, the hog futures. February 7487 down 27 April 8642 down a dime May hogs 9542 that was up 40 cents and June hogs at 10305 that was uh, down a dime Board of Trade was mixed yesterday at the close of the day trade. Corn was lower on weaker exports and a concern about uh, some of this cold, dry weather out in the Great Plains. Beans were higher, about two to three cents higher, the uh, best in about seven months. Better exports for beans, better demand around the world than for our corn. Overnight, March corn down four at six seventy-five. The oats one to two higher at three ninety-five. March wheat down a nickel seven fifty-six. Soybeans down five to six cents at fifteen thirty-two and meal. Down three dollars a ton for March at four hundred eighty-one dollars and twenty cents. Barrel cheese unchanged one fifty-eight. The blocks down a penny at one eighty-seven. Butter down four and three quarters at two thirty and a half. Class three January coming off the board now. That was up three cents, closing nineteen forty-eight. Later today, we are supposed to get the official January class three price, and uh, that's about the last one we're going to look at. Because boy, I'll tell you there. Milk prices uh, not going the right direction. February down a dime at seventeen eighty four. March down twenty five at seventeen fifty six. April down fifteen at seventeen eighty seven. May class three down twelve at eighteen thirty seven. Prices down through the rest of twenty twenty three. So let's look at some of our uh, markets this morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to find out what's going on. It's Wednesday morning, and it's time for our Pearl Vision Partners update. I've got Brad Matson. He is lead agronomist at Pearl Vision Partners. Even though it's still so cold out there, we need to start looking into saving some money and cost-saving measures. What's on your agenda? You know, we're not fighting mosquitoes after last night with 20 below here in Hickston, so, you know, we got to focus on something else to keep us occupied, and and what we've been looking at lately is, um, you know, taking the soil test data, the yield data, those types of things. And, and a lot of people can, uh, can trim some of their fertilizer bill and actually enhance their yields by looking at those, those two things together and trying to determine how to better utilize the fertilizer we're putting on. And that being said, you know, we always assume that high fertility is where the high yields are. And what we're seeing a lot of times is the high fertility is actually the low yield because there's something prohibiting uh, the plants from taking up that nutrient. So the, we're constantly building that. And then the low areas is where the high yields are, and we're, we're mining out those parts of the field. So some parts of the field, we've got excessively high levels of nutrients. Some parts of the field, we've got excessively low. And by coming up with a solid plan, a variable rating, you can actually cut your fertilizer plant uh, usage back 
and then uh, help you increase your yields. And not only that, you can identify those parts of the field that you need to be looking at. Is it a, a soil compaction area? Is it uh, a disease pressure area? Is it something else that's prohibiting those yields? So it kind of works both ways, but a better utilization of these fertilizer you know, fertilizer inputs, especially your P and K levels, um, are really affected by this. What I find interesting is you can really pinpoint where you need to put different types of fertilizer on in the field, can't you? Oh, absolutely. And uh, the technology just keeps getting better and better. The, our systems we use to identify these problem areas are getting better. And using that information that you have is critical to making better decisions instead of, I hope this is the right thing to do because it never satisfies your that I'm making the right decision. And with input prices, I mean, fertilizer softened a little bit, but it's still kind of a high level. Grain prices are holding up, but you still want to make sure that you're you're investing your money where you're going to get it. If you invest a dollar in it, you're going to get a dollar and something else back instead of 80 cents on that dollar. That's how you're going to turn a, a situation into a profitable situation. Uh, basic econ, but you have to identify it. You have to know instead of guessing knowing what what you should be doing, where you should be putting these fertilizers to best utilize your investment in this 2023 growing season. And you brought up fertilizer and prices softening a bit. Is the availability going to be out there? Well, that's going to be the million-dollar question as we move into this year is, uh, you know, it's going to be a transportation issue. You know, we've We've got a lot of snow in west-central Wisconsin. You get down south, they don't. Are we going to get enough water recharge in this Mississippi so there's no disruption in bringing urea products up, phosphate products up that Mississippi? Railroads are already packed pretty solid, so it's going to be a challenge uh, you know, to get rail to take on any more of this moving around. So you know, right now things are looking okay, but you know, there is that chance that Mother Nature is going to throw a, a curveball at us and this spring we could have some disruption due to transportation issues and that's our provision partners update for this wednesday morning with brad matson from provision partners and i'm jill welke agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report we're going to hear a conversation jill had recently with bill halfman bill of course originally from bloomer and uh, now the state uh, state director of the beef programs for extension we'll hear that but uh before that what else is going on joe well you were talking about food prices yeah. in hawaii but uh, we'll talk uh, about food prices are expected to increase in 2023 on some items beef and pork are expected to cost less double digit inflation is expected on processed meats eggs sugar butter sweets cereal and bakery products in the grocery store in 2023 donuts over there about three dollars a piece Why, but you didn't eat too many of them then. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But according to USDA economist Matt McLaughlin, beef and pork prices are expected to go down 1.8% and 3% respectively. Beef and pork prices were the first to go up when the pandemic started, and they are expected to be the first to go down for consumers in 2023. That's good news for beef and pork uh, producers. You know, all that stuff still gets out there and... All the consumers can eat all they want. And we are one day away from the 2023 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Over 1,200 growers are expected to attend the trade show of 120 companies in 155 booths. 
and we ha- and have the opportunity to hear various speakers and participate in breakout sessions as well as network with other growers. So corn, soy, and the pork producers be down at the Dells starting tomorrow. And we'll hear our conversation that Jill recently had with Bill Half. What you talked to about the programs he's designing for the state? We talked about the changes that he's seen as he's gotten started mm-hmm. and uh, some of the programs that he's putting together for... Good beef producers all right so bill happened up next in a conversation with jill what's going on with the beef situation in wisconsin and the programming becoming available the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report well with this job i get out and about and i get to talk to a whole lot of different people and i'm jill welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in eau claire I caught up with Extension Beef Outreach Specialist, Bill Halfman. Now, he hasn't been at this job that terribly long. What have you seen in your start? We've been trying to get going, uh, hit the ground running some, uh, did a little relocation for where I live, and uh, but uh, this past fall we got started with some uh, cow-calf workshops at different places around the state. We were down in Vernon County with one and then the Buffalo Trempolo line um, and down in Iowa County and then over uh, in uh, the Merrill area with one here lately. And I think we've got a couple more scheduled coming up. We're trying to get the details on where we've been talking about uh, some of the upcoming changes with uh, purchasing uh, antibiotics. Uh, it's a similar situation if folks remember a few years ago when the rules changed on purchasing the uh, feed-added antibiotics. This time it's addressed in the injectables. And then we're also uh, talking about um, use of uh, facilities, how well your cattle facilities work for cow flow and things you might want to look at and consider to help improve cow flow and or calf flow and um, and uh, some of the things we observed where there's some opportunities for improvement and safety and things like that. Um, those have been kind of our our highlights with that. Uh, we do have upcoming uh, cattle feeders workshops. We've got four of those scheduled around the state in February. Um, and uh, looking forward to having opportunities to work with other beef producer groups around the state and uh, additional upcoming projects. We do have some projects going on right now with beef dairy cross animals, uh, measuring some performance with those, and actually have opportunities if there's some farmers that are raising those uh, that would would be able or willing to share some uh, performance data with us to add a few more to that data pool. Um, That was leading right into my next question of where do you get your data when you're working on some of these projects? Well, ideally, you know, we try to get some of it from research stations uh, and other extent, uh, other land-grant colleges around the country that are doing similar kind of work with some of their uh, at-the-research station trials where we can do highly controlled things. But we do also like to uh, get data from uh, production farms um, and see kind of how it compares and look at their management systems and uh, you know, and when we do these kinds of things, if anybody's interested, we do keep you anonymous. We don't call anybody out. Um, but it is it is really good to, you know, look at uh, what's happening on the farms with uh, on-farm production things because uh, sometimes we can have over-the-top control over things at the experiment stations, which is good from a pure science standpoint. Um, but, you know, when you can bring in a group of animals and you see some that are probably not the best, 
they kind of don't get to be part of the project. We're on the farm when you purchase a bunch of feeder calves, you usually have to feed them all out. And so there is some differences there that it is good to recognize that it's it's not exactly the same, but the research at the stations does give us good data that does transfer over to the production farms as well. We just know that it's, it's not quite the same system and uh, things happen on the farm um, that sometimes mess things up, but it's all part of the real world. Um, you mentioned your workshops and reaching out to beef producers. Well, we're here in January. It's been pretty cold. What are some what are some good tips for getting our beef cows through this winter? Well, that's a good question. Um, this time of the year, and especially over the last month, uh, we've seen some pretty uh, unsavory snowstorm events come through. They've been, you know, a lot of wet, kind of mixed rain and heavy wet snow and then really cold. And all those things obviously take a toll. And it's very important to remember that um, when things get below what we call the, the quote-unquote critical temperature, lower critical temperature, uh, that's when the beef animals need to get some extra energy and, and perhaps even some extra protein depending on the quality of the feeds that you have that you're feeding them with to start with. Um, and so if we want to think about that lower critical temperature, kind of a, there's a couple schools of thought on that. One is kind of our typical winter coat. Uh, anything that's below 32 degrees, we might see uh, some changes. Uh, obviously, um, uh, we get a wet hide on them. Their lower critical temperature is actually closer to 60 degrees because it's hard to have any insulation when all your hair is matted down and wet. And unfortunately, we've had some days and weeks here in the last month where that could be the situation for animals that can't get out of the wind and can't um, find a place to stay in the dry. You know, if we think about it, if we get all wet and get out in the cold wind, it feels a lot colder to us too and we start shivering and that's basically burning energy to stay warm that would otherwise be used for other things. So kind of a rule of thumb is for every one degree Fahrenheit below the critical temperature, uh, their energy needs go up by about 1%. So, you know, you can visit with your nutritionists and, or get a hold of some of your extension folks as well to say, you know, what's the plan for when we get into these really cold conditions to help supplement those cows a little bit to keep them in good shape? Because um, you got to remember, they're also raising that next year's baby calf. And there's research that shows that when mama's under stress, when the baby's inside yet, that can have some negative impacts on that baby, too. That could potentially be some negative impacts for the lifetime of that animal. So, you know. Well, I'm going to throw a little bit of personal observations that I see with my cows. Now, they really got snowed on here in the last few weeks, the last bit here. And my cows had snow kind of snow-packed on the top of their hair coats. What does that tell me? That's actually a good thing. A lot of people say, well, them cows are freezing to death out there, look, they're covered in snow. But really, if if we have a situation where that cow has a layer of snow on its back, um, what that's telling us is that fat layer under the hide and the hair coat are acting sufficiently to insulate that cow's body inside of there from the really cold temperatures outside. So and honestly, when, when we see that snow layer on the cows, out, and they're generally otherwise 
you know, in good condition and things like that, that's a good sign that things are working like they're supposed to. That's one of the other things that comes into play with this winter. If we can keep those hair coats dry and clean and open or fluffy, as one of my coworkers likes to refer to it, that's all trapping air and that's all a good thing. Being new to the job and your beef outreach specialist, you travel statewide. How many... How many places have you visited approximately and what is your goal to for your outreach to keep going and moving even farther away from Madison and farther away from kind of the epicenter? Well, you know, we've been at several places already with different field days and workshops and right now one of the things that I'm working to do and I've got a couple of folks that are more regionally based than, than I am that also help program and lead efforts with the beef work. Um, we want to find out who the different producer groups are around, like the county cattlemen's associations and the regional cattlemen's associations and beef producer groups to find out about potential opportunities to, you know, provide educational uh, information, presentations, different things like this for their field days and different events like that that, you know, that we are here and, and those of us that are doing this right now definitely are, are and myself especially, want to be able to help find out what their needs are. Um, that helps shape what programming we do and, uh, you know, do what we can to, to work with them to, to get good information out to their folks. And again, that's Bill Hapman, no longer the Monroe County Agricultural Agent, now the director of the beef program here in the state of Wisconsin. More responsibility. We're going to find out more about beef and uh, what's going on in the markets. Rock is going to join us next. It's almost 5.30 in the morning. He's here from Premier. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get at it. As we said, 5.30 in the morning. Let's find out what's going on with those uh, beef prices. And Rocky joins us. Rocky Olson, former Premier Livestock. Aloha, Rocky. Good morning. Yeah, well, welcome back to the the regular folks here. Yeah, you ever been in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I have. We actually, when I had my honeymoon twenty some years ago. Oh, so I we went to we went to Kauai. Oh, that's a beautiful island. So I suppose you took your wife out, showed her all the beef farms out in the Kauai. Hey, I didn't even know. I was so excited. We come up over that little knob, and I see all that red dirt, and yep. then I see that big, big dairy farm, and I'm like, all right. My wife's like, oh, no, more cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you took her back now, you wouldn't see it, because they don't have any dairies in Hawaii anymore. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're, okay. all, they're out of business. So anyway, yeah. we've got to get our meat from the mainland. What's going on? We'll tell you about it. Uh, good to have you back, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 to 152. Choice beef steers and heifers, 142 to 156. Market cows traded stronger. High yielding cows from 82 to 97. Most cows, 68 to 81. Market bulls, high yielding, 87 to a dollar three. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from a dollar to a dollar twenty. Six. Newborn Holstein bull calves uh, sold mostly from 100 to 220 per head. Beef calves 175 to 395. Uh, big day today. Uh, we got a big hay auction starting at 9:30 this morning, and then 11 o'clock a.m. we'll have a big dairy cattle auction. Expecting 250 head of dairy cattle, several fancy loads of top reputation. Um, 
fresh parlor free stall cows going to be about 85 of them fancy cows uh we also have a complete tie stall herd of 50 holstein cows they're going to have uh tie stall cows uh going to be an 80 pound average on official test going to be over 30 years of ai breeding on that nice tie stall herd here's 75 registered jersey cows they're going to be all parlor free stall fully registered got a registered catalog on the website on those already uh they're coming from jinx jerseys out of marathon we got a nice selection of spring and heifers as well today tomorrow went tomorrow thursday uh, we have another dairy cattle auction we sell 400 head for one dairy complete uh, dispersal holsteins red holsteins and registered jerseys they're going to have an 85 pound tank average uh, all parlor freestyle lots of a2 a2 cattle uh, tested in this herd all the heifers also sell off the herd 180 some heifers uh, they're going to be from baby caves all the way up to spring and heifers very fancy heifers they're coming from Metz Hart Land Dairy out of Rushford, Minnesota. We'll have all the details with pictures, uh, full details, catalogs are on the website for all these dispersals. Check it out at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Don't forget, if you can't make the sale today, we have order, order buy-in available. And we have online bidding through Cattle USA. You must pre-register for that. So that's the way it's shaping up, Bob. Yeah, you know, dairy cattle, you know, we've been over there on some farm tours. And over the years, we visited dairy cattle farms on islands. Now there's none. There might be one on the northern tip of the big island of Hawaii. But otherwise, dairy's gone in Hawaii. Everything is shipped in from Seattle. and And you pay the price for it, too. Yeah. I thought we had one trip where we went to the Dominican. I thought that was cool. They uh, crossed all the Jerseys, the Swiss, the Holsteins. They were all half-blood Brahmas. Oh, yeah. That's what they they milked, and I was like, well, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they got to have those Brahmas for that uh, warm weather gene if they can handle the hot weather. Yeah. They got a a reason for it, but uh, they'll get it there. It's just uh, you got to pay for it. Hey, Rocky, appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Hey, thanks, Bob. All right, that's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in with you as we look at the markets on wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's no bargain standing by the feed bunk this morning. It's kind of cold out there. Let's find out. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford bringing us our weather. Mike Nandry is over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. This is a new voice. Uh, what, what's your name? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to work myself into this business, and I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping I can hang in there long enough that I can uh, make it work out. But uh, we'll try with help from people like you. That's what I appreciate. Oh, thanks, Bob. We'll, we'll do our best to break you in. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's going to take a while, and it's not going to be Hawaiian weather, but by the weekend, it's going to warm up a little bit. But we got a ways to go and a few minus signs to get over first. Yeah, absolutely. While you were in Hawaii, I mean, it was uh, it was pretty mild. We hit 39 degrees back on uh, January 15th, and then, of course, you come back, and yesterday morning we hit 19 below. Now I wasn't here yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we knew that you were coming back, so Mother Nature decided to throw us a very bitter cold temperature. But you know what? She threw us another below zero for this morning, but we are expected to get into the low 20s later this afternoon with a good bit of sunshine. But some clouds roll in into the afternoon and through the overnight helping to keep us above zero, but then we'll see a cold front moving in right around the daybreak hours of tomorrow, and that'll bring us back down throughout the afternoon and likely hanging out into the low teens and upper single digits for most of tomorrow afternoon, mainly clear tomorrow night. And by Friday morning, we may even dip into about the mid-teens below zero, 
But then we start to warm it up a little bit going into Friday evening and especially into Saturday with our highs on that on Saturday getting into the low, even mid-30s potentially with overnight lows into the mid-20s above zero. Sunday, another similar day, partly sunny, low 30s. Monday does bring us just a chance at a little bit of mixed precipitation with highs getting into the upper 30s. And then by Tuesday, low 30s once again with a mostly cloudy sky. But as you mentioned, we do have some minor signs to get over. We have a mainly clear sky in Eau Claire and a temperature of negative 6 at the moment. Yeah, but I'll tell you, sun shines a little bit. It helps your outlook. Oh, absolutely. And uh, especially when we're getting into the 20s today. I mean, that'll, that'll feel pretty good compared to what we've had the last couple of days. Feel good to you, not to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe not to you. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get back in the groove. Hey, thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 with the weather on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets to get to, but first of all, we want to get some of our local news. Young lady that I haven't had a chance to talk to for about a month, and I've missed her lively conversations you know how you could fix that bob how's that take you along thank you <laughs> i didn't have to say it but since you offered sure i'll hop on next time you go to hawaii All for right. the month well it'll be another year but uh... <laughs> did you keep the coconut bra under your button down today you gonna you know, get ready for the weekend you know they sell those things over there and every time i see those i laugh because i picture different people wearing those things mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's uh, it's really something, but but uh, I bet that coconut bra is cheaper than that nine dollar dozen of eggs oh, right man, now on the I'll island, tell you, right? Uh, bread Ooh. eight nine dollars, and, and yeah, it's it's expensive. I'll mm. tell you that's for sure. But uh, you know, like I said, you don't have a heat bill. That's true. And the, the tropical breezes blow, so it's it's nice over there, but it's good to be back, too. Now we're happy reality to have you here. Is, reality is kicked in here. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us uh, pretty close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know there are formal charges in last week's armed robbery in Chippewa Falls as prosecutors filed those yesterday against Elijah Johnson and Jeremiah Mackey. Police say they burst into an apartment on Harding Street January 21st, pulled a gun, hit someone with it, and then stole a PlayStation 5 and left. Investigators say the armed robbery came after Johnson and Mackey argued with the victim over social media. Both men now out on bond. In other headlines from the courts, it's 30 years in prison for a northwestern Wisconsin man who beat another man to death with a hammer. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster tells us the latest from the courts in this sentence. A judge in Polk County yesterday sentenced Joseph Hadro to three decades in prison for the attack last March in Osceola. Firefighters found the victim inside a burning mobile home there. Witnesses say Hadro told them he beat the man to death because he was disrespected. I'm John DeMaster. Well, we look at that price tag and your wrist could get sore from writing zeros after that. The governor's race most expensive in our state's history. A new report from Wisconsin Democracy Campaign puts the total price tag for last November's race at $164 million, including $42 million from Governor Evers and $28 million Tim Michaels spent. The rest of the money, that all came from outside groups. Now, the report says Democratic groups were the biggest spenders in the race. The $164 million spent shattered Wisconsin's previous record of $93 million, and that was Governor Evers' first race. We would be turning calendar pages back to 2018 for that.
And I know some farm folks are headed to the Dells tomorrow. You might want to make a pit stop for some of those hot fries and a Big Mac. One of McDonald's in the Dells is now on the list for the most beautiful McDonald's in the world. Architectural Digest ranked the log cabin-looking McDonald's on Dells Parkway. You probably know which one if you've been in that area. 13 most beautiful McDonald's. It's on that short list, and it does some taxidermy animals. They have antler chandeliers, wood-carved bear holding a burger, as well as fieldstone fire. Place. So if you've been there before, all of those things probably popping up in your head right now as imagery. The Dells McDonald's joins Roswell, New Mexico, which, by the way, is an alien-themed Mickey D's. And uh, the only McDonald's in America with a turquoise arch is in Sedona, Arizona. That's also on the list. But we held it back to our uh, the bar now. No golden arches there. Plenty of chores to do, though, with Bob Bolsold as we bring him back. A pitchfork that gets bigger every year. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that Dells McDonald's. On, I, right on Dells Parkway? Yeah, I haven't, uh, maybe I've seen it didn't pay any attention. I yeah, don't know. if you're headed that way. But yeah, it, lo- it doesn't look like just one of the regular restaurants. They mm. have kind of that cabin, log cabin theme. So. All right, I'll see if I can find it. But hey. i got work to do. Yeah, you got more traveling on your list, Bob. Yeah, Put tomorrow, that on there as a landmark. Tomorrow morning we head right down to the Dells. Uh, right, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning on Wax, 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 6 below right now in Eau Claire. It's that time of year. It's... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About a quarter to six here at Wax as we've got markets to look at, and uh, we will, but uh, Jill, some things going on. Of course, the big one we've been talking about tomorrow. Is the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo when uh, pork producers are going to be down there too. A lot of stuff going on at the Kalahari. The Grassworks Grazing Conference is going to be held um, the 2nd through the 4th at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells, so... Boy, they're going to be filled up down there. McDonald's will probably be pretty busy. I guess they will. <laughs> and the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Supporters and Supporters Convention is Friday and Saturday in Waukesha. I'm going to be heading down there to uh, check things out and find out what uh, FFA Alumni Supporters are all about. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff for this weekend. I Man, they just really are piled up. There's a nine-pin tap February 4th at the uh, Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club. And it's a entry fee, but the raffles go to payout is based on attendance. And that's at the Strike Times Lanes in Nielsville. Who's putting that on? That is put on. It's goes proceeds go to the Southern Clark County Sportsman's Club. So right. it's the Sportsman's Club putting it on. And if you're hungry for fish, probably not the same kind of fish that you were eating down in Hawaii, but you can go to... No lutefisk in Hawaii. (laughs) Can you believe that? No lutefisk. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't either. So you can go to the (laughs) St. Olaf's Men's Club, All You Can Eat Fish Fry. That is Friday night. They serve from 4 to 7 at the St. Olaf's Parish in Eau Claire. All right, so some things uh, coming up. And markets are also coming up here on Wax. If you're going to the uh, Corn Soy Expo, look for these guys. Vinevest, crop insurance, they'll be there. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 11 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. It's 6 below zero, and we need to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. 
Choice beef steers and heifers $1.30 to $1.50. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.30 to $1.50. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.40 to $1.47. We had a top of $1.53. Choice Holstein steers $1.28 to $1.39. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.27 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 80 to 90. We had a top of 99. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 79. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.28. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to a dollar. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to 155 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 60 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 120 to 280 dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, February 3rd, starting at noon at the Altoona Market. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Let's get more markets. Head on over to the Equity Stratford Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Welcome to February, Jerry. Well, Bob, and welcome back to you. Uh, and it sounds like uh, if somebody uh, would like to lose weight, uh, Hawaii would be a good place to go to the cost of food. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, they've got lots of delicious fruits that are available and things like that. It's a traditional diet that we eat that might be a little expensive. I mean, it's... You know, you go out and get a, a pizza and a, a couple of beers, and all of a sudden you get a $50 bill. So it uh, it does add up in a hurry. But I told them I know you, and if my money wasn't good, go to your bank account. It's always full. <laughs> well, I was uh, the other day I told Jill, I said, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, if you want to give uh, one of your loved ones a real expensive present, just uh, get a dozen eggs and put a red ribbon around it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really true in Hawaii, that's for sure. Well, let's get back to reality. What's been going on over at the Stratford Barn this week? Uh, we better do that. Despite the cold weather, we've been selling livestock this week here at Stratford. Bob, thank you, and very good morning to everyone. A summary of how things uh, traded yesterday here at Tuesday at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the organic market. Uh, on the organic cows yesterday, we sell those every Tuesday here in Stratford. Very strong market continues. High-yielding organic cows in yesterday's auction selling from $1.20 to $1.35. Lower-yielding organic cows $1.15 and below. Now back to the conventional-type market cows. Uh, High-yielding fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction. Uh, selling mostly from uh, 77 to 84. Most of the cows this week so far are selling between 56 and 76. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 55. Bull trade this week, 85 to 95 on your better quality bulls, lighter bulls below 82. Calf market, uh, very strong on Monday's auction. Uh, good quality bull calves selling from 100 to 200. Uh, a lot of bull calves selling from 200 to 230. Heifer calves, uh, fairly limited demand this week, uh, especially due to the cold weather mostly, $40 and below. Beef calves, 175 to 375, and we topped on those on Monday sale at 410 on those beef calves. Wednesday auction today here at Stratford. We do sell market cows today, of course, fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats. Uh, baby calves also. Um, one change on our feeder sale today. We did. Uh, we have been advertising a complete beef herd dispersal. Uh, the folks have decided to uh, sell that next week because of the cold weather. So again, look for that next week, one week from today. However, we do have a nice 
uh, selection of feeder cattle for that feeder sale today, which it does start at 12.30. Again, we've got some very top-quality black Angus cattle for that sale today. Also other consignments of beef steers and Holstein. So a good run of feeder cattle sale for the sale today, and that will again start at 12.30. And just a note, our Thursday auction tomorrow will start at 11 o'clock. So things are looking a little better on the weather, a high of around oh, somewhere in the teens today, so that's not too bad. And I I think they probably told you, what, what did we hit yesterday morning, minus 19 or something like that? Something like that. I was still in the air, so it was uh, about 7 or 8 above when I got to Minneapolis yesterday. So it wasn't bad. Hey, you enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. You bet. Now, take it easy, Bob. Shoveling snow and stuff. You want to you wanna kind of ease into this, you no, know? No, that is for sure. That's a, a different world. <laughs> Every tractor owner knows that support and service after the sale is what make a good tractor company great. And taking a look at the markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative, we uh, have the Board of Trade mixed overnight, mostly lower. March corn down four at six seventy-five. The oats one to two higher at three ninety-five. Soybeans March fifteen thirty-two this morning. That's down five to six cents, and the meal down three dollars a ton at four eighty-one twenty. And wheat down a nickel at seven fifty-six. Country elevator prices: wheat and grain at Chippewa Falls location. Corn's at six twenty-one, with soybeans at fourteen seventy-two. At the Connersville location, corn six twenty-one and. Soybeans are at fourteen sixty seven and Northside Elevator Loyal Location six twenty five for corn and fourteen sixty six for beans and Arcadia six forty and fourteen sixty eight on the DTN screen corn and golden plump is six forty eight today at Baldwin six thirty on the corn fourteen sixty three on the beans Duran six and a quarter corn. 1457 in the beans. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at 630. Soybeans at Mondovi, 1462. Elmwood, 1467. Fall Creek, 616 and 1442. Osseo corn, 635. Beans, 1467. Elk Mound, 626 and 1468. Sparta, 621 in the corn, 1453 in the beans. And at Ellsworth, 606 and 1414. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 639. Stanley, 630. New Richmond, 622. Barrel cheese, unchanged, 158. Blocks down a penny at 187. Butter down four and three quarters at 230 and a half. January Class 3 came off the board at 1948. The official January Class 3 later today. February down a dime, 1784. March down 25 at 1756. April down 15 at 1787. May down 12 at 1837. Six below right now. We'll get about 21 today. Not a bad day out there. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.